The most important lessons that um, Jesus often taught were at um, festive meals and, and gatherings. They were more than just a time for people to get together and talk. Think about this for a moment. It was in the context of a meal that Jesus gave us the Eucharist for which we are all gathered here in this hour. It was in the setting of a meal that uh, Jesus revealed himself in his risen state to his disciples when they were distraught um, on the road to Emmaus. Also, too, when they were um, lost and back to work up on the Sea of Galilee, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee there at breakfast, in the setting of a meal, they recognized him once again. Today's banquet scene is found only in the Gospel of St. Luke. It provides an opportunity for Jesus to teach us about this most important virtue in the Christian life, the virtue of humility. And there's also kind of a little sidebar with it as well where Luke teaches about a very important theme that he mentions many times in his Gospel about caring for the poor and the needy. At first glance, the gospel seems simple and straightforward. Don't assume your importance by sitting in seats of honor. Do not give hospitality just to people who can pay you back. Certainly, Jesus intends to teach these lessons to those who were pompous and arrogant, the Pharisees and the scribes who needed to learn them. But it's very interesting that Jesus does not say you should not want to be honored at all. He doesn't say that. Nor does he say you should seek no rewards at all for your good deeds. He doesn't say that either. Sometimes we're apt to think that true Christian virtue means that we are to be absolutely selfless, completely in all things even to the point of killing all desire for happiness and fulfillment. But no, God has built our desire for happiness and fulfillment within us. Jesus elsewhere in the gospel says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. So that this is built into us. As St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they until they rest in thee. So we're called to seek this lasting happiness that only we can find with God. And oftentimes we seek it, we seek it elsewhere in life. For that to really happen, we do have to practice the virtue of humility. What is this virtue? Virtue is simply seeing ourselves as we truly are, seeing ourselves as God sees us, as God made us and knows us. And the truth of the matter is, is that we are made in the image and likeness of God. God has made us very beautiful. God has made us good. And so it's knowing ourselves as God knows us, not as we want to be, not as others want us to see us, but as God knows us 
and, and loves us. Coming to know that and, and grow in that, and grow in that, in that love. When we are humble in that sense, we're not tied down to looking for approval from others or for getting what we think we need to make us good that we don't have. That's, that's going down the wrong road. Examples of, of people who are humble are oftentimes artists who oftentimes live, when you think about it, artists oftentimes live as very, very poor people. They don't have much. And uh, they're not tied down to what other people oftentimes think. They, they, they work because of what they have to develop their creative gifts, regardless of the praise or what others think. The, the work that's going on for our, the renovation of our church is being done by a very gifted architect, one whom I would call a real artist. And it's going to be a gift not only for our parish community now, but it's going to be a gift for the parish for ages, ages to come. And that's hard for us to think in those kinds of concepts, that it's not just for us now or for the next 20 years. It's going to go on long beyond that because we live today just oftentimes in the now. You know, our, our phones are good for a year or two, and then we change the plan and we get a new phone. Things don't last today. We live in a throwaway culture. But our, our church building, our worship, is not just throwaway. It isn't. It's meant to last for the ages. So our church is going to far outlast even the youngest of children here. It'll be here far beyond them for their grandchildren as well. Um, hard for us to think in those kinds of terms. Just a week ago, I had a, a wedding at Holy Cross Church in Columbus. It's the oldest church in the Diocese of Columbus. It's over 150 years old. It's a beautiful, beautiful church in downtown Columbus. It's older than our cathedral. And you walk into it, it's, just a, it's a magnificent old church. It really is. And it was, it was built by poor Irish people that had nothing. But it's so beautiful when you walk into it, it really is. So it's, 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 it stands for the ages. It really does. And that's the vision. That's the vision of what we have for our church. Now we heard that in the very second reading today. It says from the letter of the Hebrews, you have approached Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, countless angels in festal gathering, and the assembly of the firstborn enrolled in heaven. You know, that's what you want to experience when you step foot into a church. That's what we're hoping to have a sense of when we walk into this building. That's what an artist does. That's what a good artist does. Another example, in the world of music, you know, our music today, we, we listen to it, and it's here today and gone tomorrow. But the great works of music really go far beyond just 
just today. They go on for ages and ages and ages. Bach, he wrote a great mass, wrote many masses, but one of his masses, Mass in B minor, the most beautiful settings of the mass ever created. But it was never performed even in his own lifetime. You see, Bach wasn't even of our faith, but he loved our faith. He was a Protestant. And the, since the Mass was Catholic, it could not be performed in the church that he belonged to. Besides that, the Masses that he created needed orchestras to perform them. And orchestras weren't permitted to be played in Catholic churches. So he writes this music that, it could, that could not be performed in his time but it didn't stop him. He still created it because he was an artist. Beethoven had a similar experience. In his lifetime, the modern piano had not been created yet, but yet he composed 32 beautiful piano sonatas, but only two of them were ever played in his lifetime. If Bach and Beethoven had focused all their efforts on getting what was popular getting them recognition and pats on the back, they never would have created the beautiful music that we go to symphony halls today to listen to or that we listen to on our own radios today. Now, how can we apply this to our own lives? It's not just about getting approval. It's not just about getting ahead. It's not about that. Jesus promises a great reward to those who serve, especially serving the neediest. When we serve those who are in need, we are opening our hearts. And then opening our hearts, we are becoming with our hearts like Christ's. And then we will have greater happiness, for we are with God. Very appropriately, this past Friday, was the birthday of Blessed Mother Teresa. One week from today is going to be the canonization of Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I'd like to close with these words who, that were on the walls of one of her homes for the children, orphan children in Calcutta. They're very famous, but appropriate for this gospel for today and her coming feast day next Sunday. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of being unselfish and ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine en enemies succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend a year creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. 
Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give the best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Thank <laughs> you.